0: Today on First Cup, we're going to talk about YouTube Uh, rights restrictions, and we're going to talk about, we're going to unpack some quotes from the boxer, what was his name? Jerry something. Stick around. I had this remembered, I swear. Connor? Coons, Jerry Coons. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Wednesday. It is August 4th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. You know, that's warmer than I feel like it should be. I poured that five minutes ago. I feel like it should be uh, less, less hot, cooler. Good morning, Stacey. I have to say. I'm, I'm tired. I went to bed at 9.30. I felt like I slept well. One of the interesting, here's what I think is going on with my sleep. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night at all because I have, sadly enough, I guess, uh, in retrospect, not being woken up by anything. But I don't know if I'm sleeping as well. As I was, I think, I think I'm still stressed and sad and I think it's impacting my sleep. It's definitely impacting my work, Uh, not the quality of my work, but how much I can do. I'm finding that as I get further into the day, well, it is impacting the quality. If I try to work as late as I had been, you know, for the last few weeks, I'd been working until you know, four thirty-five, 5, 5.30, even 6. And yesterday, 3 o'clock rolled around, and I was like, I'm done. I just, there's nothing left. And so that's what I'm trying, I'm just trying to be honest with myself, what I can handle. I can't handle as much. That's okay. Yesterday, yesterday was a really interesting day. <sighs> Frank says, He watched Rush Hour 2 when he got home from work last night. Nice. Nice. Uh, Frank, had you seen it before? I don't remember if you said you'd seen it before. Such a good movie. Such a fun movie. You know, there are movies that are really good. There are movies that are really bad. There are movies that are fun despite one or the other. I think a lot of martial arts movies we acknowledge as bad, but they're fun. You know, the stuff that we've done with uh, How to Fight. Those aren't great movies. They're not quality films. But they're fun. Roadhouse? Roadhouse? Roadhouse is not a good movie. But it's a fun movie. It's not a bad movie. Fun movies seem to exist on this kind of alternate spectrum. Good morning, Casper. I like when you guys come on and I, I know your handles. I know who you are. If you're coming in from YouTube, I see your username, unless you've decided to show who you actually are, like Stacy does. If you come in from Facebook, I, I see your name. Ah, Frank says, yes, he had, but it had been a while. So I've talked about this. I don't, you know, I think I only talked about it once, maybe twice, but I, you probably can't see it because the quality of the camera's camera is not good enough, but I have Invisalign. My teeth have been crooked my entire life. And never ended up with braces. And back through the escapade of 2020, that was Jeremy getting a cavity under a crown that he lost from an errant kick when he was 18. Um, They said, hey. We have concerns about the crowding of your teeth as you age. Let's fix that. So I ended up at the orthodontist. Good morning, Marcelo. Good morning, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. The whole premise of this was that hey, we can start moving them. And then when they get crowded, we're just going to sand off a little bit on each side of these teeth right here. The ones that are really crowded. Can you see that? You see how tight they are? Well, I went in yesterday, and the dentist is in there with the, the world's smallest like metal sandpaper and a Dremel. Probably wasn't officially a Dremel, but it was a Dremel grinding out spaces in my teeth. And they're not major spaces. Like, if you saw me, you'd be like, oh, you have some gaps in your teeth. But apparently, over the next, I don't know, year, that's going to create enough room to move these teeth where they should have been in the first place. It blows my mind. And here's where we're going to relate this to martial arts. The first week, because I wear these trays once, you know, a new tray each week. First week, I put in a tray. I don't notice a difference at the end of the week. I put in a second tray. Don't notice a difference. Third, fourth. I didn't start to notice a difference for four months, over four months. I think it was 17 or 18 weeks in, but I went, oh, these are in a slightly different spot. And now 22 weeks in, I can see a difference. I can definitely see a difference when I compare the tray that I have now with the first tray see it visually in three dimensions. I can see it if I look at my teeth in the mirror because I know what they looked like. Now, how is that not martial arts? When you show up, when you're new, when you go to your first class, everything is new. Everything is weird and different. And it is really easy to see your progress. You learn how to throw a sidekick and you fall down. And then by the end of the class, you don't fall down. Pretty straightforward. But what about when you've been training a while? What about when you're a black belt? What about when you've, been, when you've been training religiously for years? It's often hard to see progress from one class to the next. But sometimes, weeks, months, years later, you're doing something and you're like, oh, I'm doing this better than I used to. My hips didn't used to like this. I didn't used to hit the heavy bag with this much power. I could never tag that person sparring with this technique. And you start to see the results of your hard work. And to me, there's nothing more inspiring than that. Of course, we want everything to come fast and easy to us. But the longer you have to put in the work on something, I think the more satisfying seeing that progress is. (laughs) Daniel says, throwing a sidekick and falling down, were you watching me practice or uh, training last night? No, my friend, I was not watching you. Although, you guys have a lot of cameras over there. Maybe, maybe I got into some of oh, them. Okay. Coffee has cooled down a little bit more and it is delicious. So, I was up at the co working space after they did things to my teeth. I had lunch with a a friend. I'm starting to make some friends up there. Somebody who said, hey, let's have lunch. I hadn't seen him in over a week. So we had lunch and we had a nice chat. He's an author. We've talked about writing a book together on how to write fight scenes. Uh, He and his wife write books. It is their full-time job. They provide for their family of four in Burlington writing books on Amazon. I think it's super cool. They have such a great following. And, I've, and, and some of the things that I've learned about books and Amazon and publishing, I've learned from them. So that's been kind of cool. But I did a bunch of work up there. It was beautiful, beautiful weather. Drank way too much coffee, as usual. And when I came home, I worked in the yard. I worked on the trees. Picked a whole bunch of blueberries. There's so many blueberries. Have you ever had... here? <laughs> this is this is this will probably drive some of you nuts the blueberry bush in the back it's one bush it is so productive it is boring to pick it's not like oh here's a quart of blueberries it's like oh my god here's another gallon of blueberries i'm so tired of picking blueberries but i don't have very long to do it and i know i've got to put them up if i want them for the rest of the year so i'll probably try making another batch of blueberry butter the ones that I grabbed I'll probably freeze. so much food. All right. Let's talk about what you all wrote in. Remember if you have something that you want me to comment on easiest way, the way that is easiest for me, cause this is how we built this show. Is you leave a comment on yesterday's episode on YouTube. Now I'm trying to get better at remembering to check yesterday's episode on Facebook. I did it today. I didn't see anybody leave any comments after we closed the show. And then the third way, because there is an audio version of the show, you're welcome to listen to this as a podcast. Heck, if you like the show, if you're coming in now and you want to go back. All those episodes are available in podcast form. So you can check that out. You could email me, Jeremy at Whistlekick.com. And as I go through here. I made a new banner. Here, let's hide this one. I don't need to do this. All right. So the first thing, uh, Stacy wrote in, and she found something kind of kind of neat. That's Instagram, Jeremy. Like all that, all the media apps I use are red. Daniel, how many first cup episodes are there? We're in the three hundreds. No, we've got to be past that. We're in the seven hundreds. This is year three, I think we, yeah, I think we're in year three, 700, something like that. If you look on YouTube, you can, you can look at all the live shows on the channel. And I think last I looked, it was like seven, eight, it would keep you busy. They're all roughly 20 to 30 minutes. So I just downloaded this is from Stacy. So I just downloaded a phone app through Apple with ITF, International Taekwondo Federation, forms and definitions, et cetera. It appears to use links to different practitioners performing patterns, including one of whistlekick friend, past guest, uh, multi-time instructor at free training day, and my friend, Simon Scher. I'm betting he doesn't know. Should I check with Simon and report to Apple if permission was not granted? So I would definitely check in with Simon. And and this is where I am not an attorney. I am not an expert in copyright law, but I've got a basic understanding because I kind of have to with what we do. So here's what could be going on. When I upload content, when we upload content to YouTube, we have a really, there's a designation that we can make. on the rights on the usage for that. Nobody can use it or a creative commons license. And that creative commons license basically says you can use this if you want, but you've got to, if I remember correctly, creative commons says there has to be some attribution. You have to say who it's from. Now, if they're just linking to that video from the app, if when you click on that link, it opens up YouTube and you see it, or it's an actual embedded YouTube video, and you see all the stuff around it today, uh, the title and everything, then that's still just YouTube. And there have, there, in the early days of the internet, there were some really intense cases because people weren't quite sure, how do we handle linking? If I link to something on your website and I'm getting advertising because people know by coming to my website, There's a bunch of links to good stuff. Do I owe you money? Can you tell me not to link to your website? And ultimately, what we found was a link is a reference. You can link to anything you want. You're not responsible for it unless you endorse it. Now, we're going through some really similar things that I expect are just going to echo what we found before on social media. We don't have to unpack that too much, but. So the short of it is, let Simon know. But I bet he already either knows or doesn't mind. Uh, <laughs> so Daniel's responding. Seven hundred twenty-five minutes a show on average, two hundred ninety-one hours over twelve continuous days of first cup to catch up on. Yes. Yeah, you got you got some stuff to work on today. Uh, Marcel says, today's an epic day. Sport karate makes its introduction to the Olympics. Super cool. It is August 4th. I'm going to try to find the time to watch. I don't, when, I'm assuming if it's not already going, it's going soon. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to watch. I got a bunch of stuff going on today. I might have to catch some replays. But it is a big day for the martial arts. According to Frank, 804 first cup episodes. Wow. Stacy says it is a a YouTube kind of direct link. (laughs) Daniel said, surely the answer to do I owe you money is yes, yes, you do. Nobody owes money. Anybody who wants to support what we do, here this is. Where's that? Boom. Patreon or buy some at whistlekick.com. Use the code 1st cup cut15. That's all I ask. You don't have to. If you want to. If what we do means something to you, yeah, help us out. So there's that. Let's let's dig into these quotes. I love when you guys in the chat leave comments. It makes me feel like I'm actually with someone. Early days of this show, and, and Daniel, if you go back, if anybody goes back and checks it out, you'll see there were a lot of days and nobody joined live. It took a long time to get people to do this, and I would, I would just stare into the camera, I was just like, uh, and I didn't know what to talk about. I wasn't awake, and it was depressing that nobody was joining me. And now that people join me, it's so much more fun, so much better. (laughs) And Daniel says, into a Patreon plug, smooth. Hey, always. All right. On this day in 1956, this is courtesy of Frank, American heavyweight boxer, Jerry Cooney was born in Manhattan, Manhattan, New York. I've spent most of my life in prison. I was a prisoner of my fear and my low self-esteem. I think most of us are controlled by our fears. I don't think we realize it. This is something I've been wrestling with the last few days. So I've shared on the show. I'll continue to share on the show. I see two motivating forces in the, in the universe, love and fear. Everything we do is because of love of something or fear of something. Sometimes it's both, but usually one is stronger than the other. For years, a great deal of what I have done was love of the furball. And especially over the last couple of years, a lot of this year. Other than the couple weekends ago when I was away one night, the last time I was not, I did not spend a night here was roughly a year ago. Because of her. And lockdown. But as she got rough around the edges. it, It was for her. And I spent so long building this really narrow life, very fulfilling, very satisfying. I can't tell now. I think I'm afraid to wander away. You know, it's one thing to dream and say, oh, I should get a van and just move in the van and rent my house and drive away and just hang out. I could do that now. The single excuse I gave. Well, Maybe when the cat passes, it's gone. That excuse is over, but there's still fear. And I'm working through that, working through the fear to find the love and make the decision based on that. Number two, you have got to not get hit. You could be the best puncher in the world, but if you're going to keep constantly taking punches, you're going to lose your heart. Once you learn how to miss the punches, and then you start to punch them, you become an all-around fighter. It's it's about as, as simple a breakdown of fighting or boxing as you could get. Don't get hit, hit the other person. Simple, not easy. Probably the simplest description of of combat ever, but it suggests possibly that it's easy. And of course it's not. When someone tries to punch you or kick you or throw you, they're trying to do it and you gotta stop them. Sometimes by any means necessary. coffee's really good i don't like this french press as much as the old one i just i don't like this top the old top was metal mostly this is plastic i can't turn this one see how the the strainers right there i can't turn this so because it's locked in if i turn this to, you know, like if I'm walking with it to keep it from, I can't do that. and I don't like that. So, Dennis has a great comment here. Joe, of course, Dennis is referring to Joe Lewis, whom he trained under for quite a long time. There are a lot, you know, as an aside, if you follow any of the big martial arts pages, and the place I see this happen the most right now is like Black Belt Magazine's page on Facebook. If, there, if somebody references Chuck Norris or Bill Wallace or Joe Lewis, somebody will make a comment like, I took a seminar with this person one time. And then they act like they knew them really well. That's not Dennis. Just in case you didn't know. Joe would call it the art of hitting without getting hit. And he'd add, that's never easy. Yeah. Very true. (laughs) And Chris says, everything is plastic nowadays. Yuck. You had an old French press properly made, but slightly more expensive. Now you have a new one made as cheap as possible. That is very true. The other French press, I believe, goes, I believe, belonged to my college girlfriend. So 25 years old. And it just fell over. And then like it was sad. Super sad. That's okay. Everything breaks. Everything dies. Next. This is the sound of this quote is just funny. I, I skimmed through these beforehand. I was a left hooker and I loved hooking also really liked to jab and mix it up right away. I have nothing to add to that. It's just funny. It's just funny to say. I think we're going to get through the next two. Yeah, these are, these are good. There's a good one here to end on as well. I retired when I was 30 with all my marbles and a few bucks, but a lot of guys leave boxing penniless with no skills men in their thirties and early forties, old for boxing, young in life, but also old in the job market if you're just getting started with no education. These guys need someone in their corner. And I'm afraid that we're going to see the same thing come out of MMA. There are a lot of people who don't realize that a lot of the people who stepped in and are successful now have been putting in years they were putting in years before they even thought about it they were five years into karate or taekwondo or judo or bjj or whatever before they said you know maybe i'll I'll try getting into mma and then they spend the next five or ten years getting ready for that people look at it and they think oh you know three or four years i'll be fine there are always going to be exceptions but we're past the point where the average person can step in. Think about like a professional sport, because it is. What's the chance someone is just going to wake up one day at 17 and start playing basketball and make it to the NBA? Doesn't happen. How about baseball? How about pretty much any pro sport? There's a long track to get there. Responding to the last quote, yeah, saying you're a hooker is always going to be funny. I'll grow up eventually. Hey, just because you find humor in a bit of a double entendre does not make you a child. just means you have a good sense of humor. I don't want to host the kind of a show where we can't laugh at the use of the word hooker. Now, the other half of this quote Really the last sentence is the most important one. These guys need someone in their corner. It is such a balance between being all in on something and having a backup on something because you really can't do both. And there are times when psychologically we do better when we don't have another option, when it has to work, this has to work. The the burn the, burn the boats mentality. The greatest mistake I made with Whistlekick was being all in, not doing any consulting work on the side, not having another stream of income. Had I done that over the last six, seven years? Even if I was able to make $25,000 doing some consulting, take 25 grand times six. That's a lot of money. That money had to come from somewhere. It came out of the business. But I learned, I have learned from those mistakes. We had two orders yesterday. We had two orders for sparring gear yesterday. Super cool. I can't remember the last time we had two in one day. Usually we had zero. It's okay. All right. And our last quote for the day. To end off the show, I want to thank everyone for joining me. Us, awesome. whether you watched live or after the fact, drop us some material for tomorrow. Boxing. And our, This is for those of you that came in later. This is from Jerry Cooney. Boxing was a way to express my anger. All of a sudden, I was expressing anger, and I was good at it. It was like a Jekyll and a Hyde. Boxing helped me because I was fighting the anger out. I was knocking guys out. Now, the expression of that frustration, that energy, that emotion, not always positive to punch someone with it, right? In most traditional martial arts schools, if you're sparring, you're probably going to be strongly discouraged from taking it out on your sparring partners, but you've got the heavy bag, you've got shadow boxing. There are plenty of ways that you can use martial arts as catharsis. And it's one of the things I love about it. I don't care how sad, how angry I am. Thirty seconds of hitting a heavy bag as hard and fast as I can. I don't have the energy to be sad and angry anymore. It's one of my favorite ways to to get that out. I should probably find a way to get a heavy bag hung up here. We could do that. I know where it could go upstairs. So, don't be afraid to tackle your emotions. Don't be afraid to find a way to address them, to express them, ideally in a healthy way. But if you've got to get it out in an unhealthy way, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else, including yourself, it's probably okay. Stacy says, breaking boards is cheaper than therapy. Absolutely, breaking boards is great. All right. I will send you on your way. I hope you all have a great day. I hope you train. I hope you treat people well. hope you think about the things that we talk about. and I hope that you will join me tomorrow. Six thirty. like we do every day. Six thirty am Eastern. Take care, everyone. Peace.